1: are we live barrett
2: <laughs> we are
1: i didn't see the intro at all <laughs> what do
2: you see on the tv in front of you L- literally just we us. just saw us okay well all right we're live. Well,
1: what's up everybody well, do you want to retry that or is it too late is it too late all right what's up everybody welcome to kind of funny games daily for thursday february 23rd 2023 i'm your host blessing a jr joining me is Lacroix poppy himself aka my fellow forbes 30 under 30
0: aka tim Ma. Bugging and Gettys. The difference between me and you, bless, mm-hmm. is you handled that situation that way. If it was me, I would have just went into hosting and just <laughs> hope for the best. <laughs> you know what I mean? Legit, well,
1: legitimately, I didn't know that was an error that could happen.
0: Yeah, I was like, certainly, there's Neither no way that.
1: <laughs> yeah, because like for your audience, like usually, like maybe the screen would cut to a weird thing or something. It was legit. Me and just Tim us. just staring at ourselves. In silence, and like, and I'm like Barrett. The intro's not going, and Barrett, I probably didn't hear me. So I'm like, the Barrett's intro is not going, it's and great. then the camera starts to move, and I'm like, this is a jib shot, as if the, the show just started. Yeah, yeah. So I need clarification on this. Yeah,
0: there's a, there's a, a wind storms here in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and um, they are fucking everything up, really, really badly. Yeah. Uh, luckily, we're all okay so far everything's been fine uh but the studio there's been rolling blackouts it's been such an issue and every time that there's a blackout here it's not just oh power goes off and it goes on everything's fine yeah something new yep everything is reset resets. or broken so we're we're trying our best here guys i, I appreciate your your patience oh yeah uh tim i appreciate your jacket the fresh ass jacket it is it's the playstation 20 20th anniversary which oh. i mean at this point we're, we're, gonna, about to, we're about to get close soon. to 30, baby. God, yeah, it's weird. the State of Play Day, so I feel like it, it felt uh,
1: right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim, I'm excited about State of Play. Mm-hmm. I woke up actually this morning. I was like, oh, shit, we get some announcements to today. Of Play Day. We got a new set that we're debuting today. Really excited oh, about that. Oh,
0: hell yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, do you have any last-minute predictions for State of Play? What do you think is going to be
0: that? No, honestly, I feel like they've kind of uh, spelled this one out for us. We know we're going to get a lot of Suicide Squad stuff, like the deep dive that we've been kind of asking for for a long time, a couple third-party things. I'd love to see a little more Final Fantasy 16. That games at that point that, like we've seen so much that we don't need to see more. And it's like, I, we, I'm sold. I'm super sold, but I still want to see more. Yeah. you know, okay. Um, but it'd be cool to maybe get uh, a surprise announcement. I just don't expect it with uh, how they're setting this up. Having said that, state of play is inconsistent. Things get uh, all, you know? So exactly. I, I feel like, I don't expect anything at all today besides what they told us. Um, but I'd be very happy if they did show something and I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if they did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about our expectations on PSLU so which you can check out right now. Kind of funny.com slash no YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Um, I'm, I'm very curious about the VR stuff they show because they talk about, uh, debuting gameplay for five new VR titles and, that can mean a lot of things that could mean hey this is something you've never seen before or it could mean hey among us is coming to <laughs> psvr too right And i think those are two level, two different levels of excitement for me i kind of expect us to get maybe some beat Saber type type shit where it's like all right cool thank god that this is finally coming out mm-hmm. i expect us to get among us vr but if we get if we can get one or two vr surprises astro boy oh my god uh, if you can get astrobot i don't expect astrobot i feel like that's almost reaching,
0: that's crazy that's yeah. that's crazy although they are focusing on psvr
1: yeah. And I and I think that that'd be awesome. They did also talk about uh in their tweet revealing it that uh the VR stuff is going to be from partners. And again, who knows, maybe they break their word. That that stuff tends to happen, but mm-hmm. at this point I'm not expecting anything first party even though I would love something um Astrobot related, but you know, t- uh, Greg was seeding some ideas into our minds during that PS levy. He mentioned, what if what if we saw Grant's Auto San as VR? Cuz that's apparently a thing that they've talked about at Meta. And that's the thing that would make me pop, Tim.
0: Of course it would. If
1: I saw of CJ, course. if I see if I see a, a clip of CJ, and then the camera zooms and it zooms into his eyes, and now I'm looking from CJ's I'm perspective.
0: Gonna, like we've been watching you play PSVR2 in the in the office, and you're just there like this. Just climbing. We're gonna see you like, <laughs> just like side to dap, side, dapping up <laughs> CJ. Yeah,
1: uh, what's good, <laughs> CJ? Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see what we get there. But yeah, I hope it's I hope we get one or two surprises.
0: Yeah, VR. I'm gonna be I. I'm excited to see whatever we get here. Um, it's been a, a while since we've gotten PlayStation announcements at all, so I'm excited to see what they, they have in store for us. Sphinx brings up an interesting question. Plus, mm. Does PlayStation join the Shadow Drop crew? We had Xbox with Hi Fi Rush, we had Nintendo with Metroid Prime Remastered. Chia.
1: I think Chia gets, gets Shadow Dropped. Chia. That's the uh, Breath of the Wild inspired uh, oh, yeah. okay. uh, Chia pets. Uh, it's little, yeah, the one where, like, where at some point you can turn into an animal. You've seen trailers for it. If you saw a trailer for Chia, you know what I'm talking about. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Mm. Somebody in the chat says Bloodborne. You're dreaming. Yeah. You're dreaming. Somebody says, re you for a demo? Honestly?
0: Honestly? Not, not the realm of possibility. That is actually a, That's a really very, very hype for games. You got me hyped. Hell yeah. I'm putting it as a lock. Everybody, there's two things I know for sure. One, we're going to get a Resident Evil 4 demo today on PlayStation Network. And two, don't say it, Tim. This June, (laughs) PlayStation will return to the Shrine Theater in LA live in front of 7,000
1: people. Tim, do you know what I hope is a lock? Hmm. Konami showing up at E3 this summer with Metal Gear Solid 3 remake because today's stories include reports of konami's e3 plans shinji mikami leaving tango and more because this is kind of funny games daily each week at 10 a.m live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kind of slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later youtube.com slash kind of funny games or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to KindOfFunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad ups, and more. And remember, Patreon.com slash KindOfFunny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you. Again, I said I woke up excited because of the Mm -hmm. PlayStation State of play. I also woke up excited because I was thinking about the new episode of The Blessing Show that's premiering this Monday right after KFGD. It is... I've, I've now seen one of the, the final versions. I haven't seen the final, final version. But even the version I saw that was like draft one has me very excited for people to see this episode. It is my favorite episode that we've made so far.
0: Now, Bless, look. What up? You can hype yourself up to the extent that you want to. But I know you don't want to go too far because you don't want to come off this way, that way, whatever. Mm-hmm. I can hype you up however the fuck much I want to. And I'm going to. Because here's the thing, Bless. A couple days ago, I don't know if you knew this. But I have seen the draft of the blessing show. And I told Roger not to tell you that Mm. I saw it. Because I wanted to tell you in person how fucking proud I am of you, of what you you made with Roger. And this thing is hands down, I think the dopest piece of content kind of funny has ever made. Wow. I can't wait for people to see it. I'm gonna I'm gonna tease even a little further, maybe even a little Mm. further than you'd want me to, but I don't give a shit. Mm. I don't give a shit, Bless. The people need to know. One of my favorite shows in the world. Is Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj on Netflix? You made an episode of that show. You made an Thank episode so much, that though. could have been on the playlist with those shows. <laughs> you hit next and it plays. It would have felt right at home. Oh, yeah. Y'all ain't ready for Monday. Yeah. Get I don't want to talk too much about
1: it because I don't want to like. I don't want to spill the beans. Yeah, I don't exactly. want, to, I want to keep a lot of it as, as a surprise. But, yeah, that was the vision, right? You pulled it I'm off. I'm also a big fan of uh, you did it. Patriot Act. And I was like, this is my vision for The Blessing Show. And this is the one where I'm like, I feel like we finally hit that you vision. You did it. And so, you really did. Tune in uh, right after Kind of Funny Games Daily this Monday. It'll be up as a YouTube premiere. Uh, and then the stream will – the regular schedule will continue after that. So it's KFGD, then Blessing Show, and then the stream. Uh, so get hyped for that. You know what else you can get hyped for tonight Greg and Stellar are hosting the 26th Annual Dice Awards, and you can watch on IGN. The awards are voted on by your favorite developers, so this is the only award show where peers recognize peers. Catch it tonight on IGN, Twitch. P2P. P2P. And then later today, we'll be reacting live to today's PlayStation State of Play with a Gamescast post-show breaking down everything we just saw. That's happening today at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, Twitch, and YouTube. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today, we're brought to you by HelloFresh, but... We'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today.
2: A bigger dozen!
1: Starting with our number one, Konami is set to bring a new Castlevania and a Metal Metal Gear Solid 3 remake uh, to E3, according to a new report. This is Oshin at GameSpot. A new report claims that Konami is planning to reveal a new Castlevania and a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake at this year's E3. According to Andy Robinson, speaking on the Video Games Chronicle podcast, uh, Konami is planning to have a pretty big E3, claiming that a new Castlevania is set to appear alongside the much-rumored Metal Gear Solid 3 remake. Quote, there's a new Castlevania in addition to the Dead Cells DLC they announced at the Game Awards. Robinson explained, "Quote, and there's uh, and there's the much discussed Metal Gear Solid Three remake, which I also expect them to finally show." End quote. In terms of the other older Metal Gear Solid games potentially being playable on modern platforms, Robinson said uh, that as, that as of one year one as of one or two years ago, being able to do so in some shape or form was in the cards, but it's now less clear what the situation is." Quote. I would imagine that Metal Gear Solid 3, the remake, is going to be somewhat of a testbed for that, Robinson said. Robinson also noted uh, how Konami is, quote, opening up to collaborating with more developers, though it wasn't clear if he was just talking about the Silent Hill series or Konami's wider portfolio as well. Some kind of Metal Gear Solid 3 remake has been rumored for a while now, but there's been no official comment from Konami on the matter. Last October, the also long rumored and repeatedly leaked Silent Hill 2 remake was revealed, which is being developed by Layers of Fear studio uh, Bloober Team. Also revealed at the time was Silent Hill F, uh, the first game in the series to bring the story of Konami's native Japan, and uh, Silent Hill: Townfall, uh, which comes from the from the indie studio No Code. Now, Tim. The biggest news Mm -hmm. from this news story, of course, is that Video Games Chronicles launched a podcast. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Shout out to uh, the homies over at VGC. Uh, Ah, This is uh, episode one, right? Yep. And what a way to launch episode one. I love it. They're like, yeah, we're going to bring the fucking heat. We're going to bring the bangers. We're going to drop a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake is happening. This shit better happen, y'all. Y'all put yourselves in a position. And I, hey, I'm here for it and I am hoping. I am fingers crossed. We need this in our lives. Do we not?
1: Bless? Oh, 1,000%. And yeah, this is one where, you know, there's there are certain sources that we reference a lot where it's like, okay, I can trust this person somewhat. You know, Jeff Grubb says something's going to happen. I know that Jeff Grubb has good sources, right? Mm-hmm. If I hear, uh, I would I would put VGC in that camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, for, for me, when I hear Andy Robinson and Jordan Midler talking about something, yep. I know to some extent, Euro-Gamer, they have
0: good sources. I would say there's a ton of people over there. Euro-Gamer, Tom Warren is another one. Tom
1: Warren. I mean, Jason Schreier, of course. of course. There are certain names that we go to in terms of Okay, this person I trust, right? And I, 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 you know, we know uh, folks from Video Game Chronicle personally, and I trust them enough to know that, like, when they're not speaking entirely out of their ass. Now, of course, things shift and change. That becomes a whole different conversation. Is this actually going to happen at E three? Yeah. Who knows? That's an entirely different conversation. But and is it going to happen live? Is on it going to stage God, at the Shrine God, Theater? God, it's not going to happen to the Shrine <laughs> Theater. Um, but I, I, the idea of this happening, I think is correct right like i at this point i fully believe them that, that konami is working on the like a solid 3 remake because of the, the amount of rumors we'd, we've heard about it and i think that's such a good idea
0: yeah i mean look this is one of those rumors very similar to the resident evil 4 remake rumors and to the um, dead space remake rumors where mm-hmm. at some point we've heard about these things from metroid prime remastered i mean silent hill we, silent hill is a perfect example we hear about them so long and then eventually they become true um at what point did, were they true? I think that is a different question. Like, we know that Metal Gear Solid, when these rumors first started, it was because of those goddamn pachinko machines, right? We saw these beautiful, beautifully re-rendered Metal Gear Solid 3 cutscenes, and we're like, oh my God, they're doing it. And then it was like, no, no, they didn't do that. And that was in a time before Final Fantasy seven Remake was even announced, and that game is now out. <laughs> so that's how long we've been talking about a uh, potential Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake. I hope this is true. Konami clearly is in a different position in 2023 than they were the last couple of years in terms of making video games period yeah. or collaborating or licensing out whatever way you want to look at it to different indie teams or double AA, A triple A teams to make these games. We know Silent Hill, Silent Hills, uh, there's many of them at this point, mm-hmm. um, are being worked on by a ton of different teams, and that's actually happening. We're actually getting a Silent Hill 2 remake that all the Silent Hill fans want. We're actually getting new Silent Hill, all of that stuff. Yeah, Metal Gear is, and Castlevania, we got the Dead Cells thing, which was, like, super awesome. That looks great. What a fantastic collaboration there. But the idea that Konami might actually be ready to make a return to E3 time, whatever that is, and actually have things that are exciting... The last time they were at E3, that we were there, there was two times. There was one that was Metal Gear Survive, and then there was oh, one God. that was like that bad Contra game on the Switch. Oh and, yeah, um, couple other games they had that just were not. They like, had like what? They had like Super Bomberman, and then Super Bomberman, which like yeah, it's good. It's a good game. Sure, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. This is uh, there's so many angles to tackle this from. Um, I think it's interesting so i listen to um the vgc vgc podcast they hear it directly out of their mouths mm-hmm. and while talking about it andy robinson was talking about how konami really wants to bring back a lot of their big ips in big ways right and silent hill is probably the template to go to in terms of oh yeah we have the silent hill 2 remake we have the the uh, and that's being developed by la- the layers of uh, fear studio we have silent hill f we have silent hill townfall right they are bringing back Silent Hill in all these different ways, and it's not just Konami working a on Silent movie. Hill, right? And, like, you say there's
0: a movie? Right. I mean, sure. I mean, I, I feel like there's always a Silent, Silent, Silent Hill, Hill movie. movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There were before, but I'm pretty sure they announced they're making a, a new movie as well. Gotcha.
1: And so, yeah, like, I think for them that is their first toe dip into let's get back into video games. And if that is the template to look at in terms of how they approach Metal Gear Solid and how they approach Castlevania, I think with those IPs you might – you do want to play more careful than Silent Hill. I think Silent Hill is a good. Let's just throw shit at a wall and see what sticks. I don't think you want to do that with Metal Gear Solid because that's a bit more precious. I think people would, um, people would be a bit more judgy with how you handle a Metal Gear Solid, especially because it's going to be with Akujima, right? Um, and so I think that part of it is interesting. I think the other part of it being interesting is them coming to E3. We've been talking about this uh, for quite a bit the last couple of months. The fact that e3 doesn't have playstation nintendo or xbox i think just last week we talked about ubisoft announcing that they'll be at an e3 if there is an e3 um
0: <laughs> konami literally, that's what they said yeah that's
1: literally what they said konami coming back to e3 strikes me as it kind of makes sense right they've been out of the game for a way they're coming if they're going to be out of place i mean this I'm
0: pretty, I, I don't think konami's missed an e3 like, really, they were at the last one that we were at. Like, with with the
1: country, game you're talking about?
0: Uh-huh. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But, like, in a big way, though. Well, I mean, what does that even mean? But, Konami used to have press conferences back in, like, 2012. Like, mm. I remember Mega64, like, hosted one of them when they talked about the transference of Zone of the Enders going to, from PlayStation Vita. Do you remember this shit? Shit was wild. What uh-huh. a different time. Uh, but, I mean, they just, they haven't had major presence at E3 besides just Mm-hmm. being there having a booth like having games for journalists to play
1: and i guess my thing is now that the, the world is different since konami's had a big pre- e3 press conference i think that's more so where i'm coming from where they do have the option to do something on their own they did the thing on their own with silent hill they do they do have the option to go to go to summer game fest i think e3 makes sense because konami is still they've they've been on sabbatical right they've been out there with the p- pachinko machines doing things in other places making more money than they probably would through a video game software but like I feel like now them them coming back into the uh, into like the gaming software side of the industry, they probably still have that that like old guard kind of like m- m- um, thought process to them where they're like, oh, well, we know E three like we've been to E three, let's just go back to E three as opposed to doing like a, a Jeff Keighley Summer Game Fest.
0: I'm a little confused about some of the things. First off, I just mm-hmm. had a realization that Konami Nintendo directed before Nintendo directed. Because Their showcase was like a digital only thing, like it was like a prepackaged video that mm. they made. So, shout out to you, Konami, ahead <laughs> of the game. Uh, beyond that, though, yeah. like them coming back, like you, you're what you're saying about like them returning to games and stuff. Like, I get that us as gamers, we don't think of like, oh, Konami's putting games out left and right, mm-hmm. but in terms of their E3 presence, like, I wonder what's this going to look like? Because if these games are real, if Metal Gear Solid 3 remake is real, if a new Castlevania is coming, where do they announce those? Because remember, the Silent Hill thing, they just did like a Silent Hill. Like, guess, presentation, yeah. right? They just put that out. This being part of E3, is there a Konami showcase? I struggle to believe that. You I don't, don't think, think so? No, I don't mm-hmm. think that there's space for that, and I don't think that they have enough to go into. Maybe, I don't know. Again, Being E three is such a weird thing because really, what that means is just it's there's stuff on the show floor people can play. Okay. Otherwise, press conferences are just kind of surrounding it, and whether they're part of SGF or E three almost doesn't matter. But there is like a a, like stamp of approval of like is it on Jeff's calendar or not? You know. Uh, But do you expect to see if this happens? Like real talk, it wouldn't it be at a PlayStation?
1: I I think most likely. It depends on how much they have to talk about. I think. I think if it is just uh, a new Castlevania game, Metal Gear Solid three remake. Then I think you see those out of PlayStation state of play maybe the week before E3 or so and then you see those games on the E3 show floor. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That that adds up to me. I like that a mm-hmm. lot. Very exciting. What do you want from a new Castlevania? You know, that's it's interesting because you look at Castlevania, you look at 2D Metroid games and we are now in a world where there's been so many Metroidvanias and they've done it so well. Where we see things like Hollow Knight, obviously, is an amazing example. Ori and um, so countless others, mm. right? Um, I then you even look at things like Dead Cells that are different, right? That's roguelike, but it has so many Castlevania elements to it. Like that is like almost a natural evolution of what a Metroidvania can be. Now for. Castlevania, actually, to now collab with Dead Cells, I think is kind of a very interesting look at a progression, a natural progression for the Castlevania 2D franchise. I don't know what a new 2D Castlevania could look like. I definitely don't know what a new 3D Castlevania could look like unless it's like Lords of Shadows 3 or something. I don't know this necessarily going to Just, kidding, just so move Santa needle. Monica You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> okay, that's, that, is, that would be incredible. Of so let, me, let me tell you,
1: if... Konami wants to experience these franchises and they're wanting to do the Silent Hill thing and give these games to different developers. Give give fucking Castlevania to Sony Santa Monica. Just talk it. to PlayStation. Give it to Eric.
0: He wants it. He wants it. Yeah. He'll, he'll
1: make a banger. He'll no, make a that, 10 out of 10 game for you. That would be
0: awesome. Yeah. But To, to, to put a, a, a period on the point that I'm making here, mm-hmm. despite what I'm saying, Metroid Dread came out and was fucking awesome and stood with all the other Metroidvanias that have been kicking ass. So I do think that they can bring the goods when it comes to Castlevania. And I... I expect that if they put out a new 2D Castlevania game, it's going to be good. Mm. Like, they can't just fuck this franchise up. Like, it needs to mean something to them. Let's talk about Metal Gear Solid
1: 3, because that's the one I really care Please, about. Please, let's do that. So, it's funny to ask the question of what do you want from a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, because I think the answer is just I wanted it to look better, and I wanted, to, I wanted to recapture all the feelings I got from the original. But, like, is there, when I say the words Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, is there anything that comes to mind in terms of this is what they have to nail?
0: Here's the thing, boss. I'm gonna say something that is controversial. Oh, don't oh, you know? And <laughs> I, and I mean this just uh, all relative to each other. Metal Gear Solid Three is not my favorite Metal Gear. How dare you? It's just how, not. How fucking dare you? I <laughs> am a back. solid Snake boy. It's, it's great. I, oh, it's so fucking great. I mean, it's arguably a ten. Arguably Are, the best.
1: One thousand percent a ten. You know, and yeah. repeat, I
0: but people that say it's the best, I don't even want to start a fight with you. I yeah. get it. It is. It is what it is. But I'm just such a fan of the what was at one point modern time storyline of the like 2005 2009 Solid Snake yeah. adventures Metal Gear Solid Four. That's the stuff I've always been here for. The let's go back to the past and <laughs> like I have a fucking clone story and all this stuff. Best story period. Metal mm-hmm. Gear Solid Three. Um, and I think that's what's interesting here is like I would. Prefer, what do I want more for, than anything? uh Oh, we're getting some test colors here. I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, That's the show must go on. Okay, good, good. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I would prefer if they did Metal Gear Solid One. What I really would want is a Metal Gear remake, like remake oh, oh. the Metal Gear game, Metal Gear and Metal Gear Two. Oh, I yeah. mean, of course, yeah. Like start the story that way and go. What excites me here is if they're going to remake Metal Gear Solid 3, cool. They're starting from the beginning. Hopefully that's them going through and they'll eventually Resident Evil style remake all of the games. And I'm okay with them starting chronologically for this because at this point, I feel like that's how Kojima even sees the storyline is Mm -hmm. beginning with Big Boss. I, as you all know, I am a release order person when it comes to everything. I don't like chronological orders. I don't understand when motherfuckers watch the MCU in timeline order. I'm like, Ugh, what Tim, are you let's doing? Let's start with Join Captain me. Marvel. Play, it's like, get out of here. Zelda here, Zelda here. Game order. But, it's so fun. When when motherfuckers are like, oh, I'm gonna watch. How should I watch the Fast and Furious movies? I'm like, well, I'll do this, then this, then this, then this. I'm like, no, you stupid idiots. You fucking watch them as they came out, as God mm-hmm. intended. All right. It's like Metal Star Wars, Gear, you start with episode one. I fucking hate you. <laughs> with uh, with with Metal Gear though. I can, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. And I honestly am very excited about this because I want to, what I want from Metal Gear Solid 3 bless. And I know this is the fucking craziest thing I, I could say, mm-hmm. but I stand by it. I want Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake to blow my mind so much that it becomes my favorite Metal Gear. And I think that it could. I think that it could.
1: Wait, wait, what would it have to do? How just, do you improve on perfection?
0: I mean, just, you make it look HD. That's all that's you do for thing. me. <laughs> like, look, taking Resident Evil 2 the PlayStation game Mm -hmm. and what they did to turn it into the remake. If we get that level of upgrade, that'd be insane. And I think that they could because playing through Metal Gear Solid three, like it's so damn fun, but Mm -hmm. you know, what's more fun. Metal Gear Solid five. I mean, (laughs) tell me, I I
1: understand what you're saying. I just don't like how you're saying it (laughs) aggressively. Like like the game, the gameplay for Metal Gear Solid five. Sure. is more fun than than three
0: overall, though. Straight up. Oh, yeah, no, Man, that's oh, what I'm okay. saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can improve Metal Gear Solid 3. I'm not talking about the story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, actually, actually, you know what,
1: though? That I think that brings us to an interesting place where I understand exactly what you're talking about, right? I think a Metal Gear Solid 3 story that plays a bit more like Metal Gear Solid 5 and has even more of those systems mm-hmm. and really dives in into, like, hey, let's make this a fucking fantastic stealth game as opposed to, like, a great, uh, like, a good stealth game with an amazing story. I think that would be the next step. My question for you, again,
0: is. Can they make that stuff without Kojima? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, cuz I'm talking about gameplay. Kojima's the story. Kojima's the characters, Kojima's the writing, the style, the cinematography, that to me is what makes the what I like about the Kojima stuff extremely special.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited to see what it looks like and what it does for them because listening to Andy on the podcast talk about it being this being sort of the testbed for what they where they want to take Metal Gear Solid going forward. I mean, I, I I would love for them to remake the whole franchise and then eventually get to Metal Gear 1 and 2 and do those as well, right? Or like, Capcom. Remake remake everything. The, the current Konami scares me because I don't know where, they're ha- where their head's at anymore, right? I've been disappointed with the... I mean, everybody's been disappointed with the Konami pivot in terms of, oh, yeah, let's make Metal Gear survive. All right, now let's make Pachika Machines. All right, we don't care about g- game software anymore. It's hard for me to put. It's hard for me to imagine that they come back to the space and then knock it out in the way that, that uh, Capcom's been knocking it out with the Resident Evil remakes. But but it doesn't need to be them. It probably won't be them. Yeah. I mean, the rumor was that it was, what, Virtuous Studio making the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake? And, like, that's a studio that uh, I feel like we don't know much of their pedigree either. Um, but, yeah, if they're able to make that make that happen, I would love to see them go through
0: it and, and make remakes of everything. Blessing. What up? At AOEA Jr. What's up? There's something. There's a, there's a word that we haven't said yet. Does it does it start with B? Does it end with point? In a point, nah. it does, baby. It, yeah, does. it does. Blue Point Studios. They're doing it. You think and so? It will be announced. Oh my <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, real talk though. Yeah, yeah. If this is real, it's Blue Point. What the fuck have they been up to? They've been up to something. And don't say Bloodborne. They've been up to something. Bless. Mm-hmm. There's been rumors of Blue it point. being Metal Gear for a long time. Again, the Plus, rumor, there's been rumors the- of it being Castlevania.
1: That's actually interesting.
0: I didn't think about Blue the Boys involved in Konami, everybody. I,
1: I hope so, man. I really hope so. For now. Let's talk about story number two. Tango Gameworks CEO Shinji Mikami is leaving the studio. This is Ash Parrish at The Verge. Shinji Mikami, the founder of Tango Gameworks and game director for the Evil Within franchise, has announced he's leaving the company after 12 years. Bethesda confirmed the news in a tweet early this morning. Mikami started his career at Capcom working on the Resident Evil series and other Capcom favorites like the cult classic beat 'em up God Hand, Dino Crisis, and Ace Attorney. Mikami left the developer in 2006 for Platinum Games to direct the influential, if somewhat forgotten, third-person action shooter Vanquish. Shout out to Vanquish. In 2010, Mikami founded Tango Gameworks, which was al- almost immediately acquired by ZeniMax Media, bringing Tango into the vast Bethesda household. Though Tango Gameworks seems to be enjoying a period of success with titles like Ghostwire Tokyo and the surprise hit Hi-Fi Rush, this is now the second high-profile departure from the company. Ikumi Nakamura, who worked on the Evil Within franchise and became an instant celebrity for her quirky QE3 2019 presentation, left the company in 2019 to start her own development studio, Unseen. In its announcement of Mikami's departure, Bethesda wrote, quote, we wish Mikami-san uh, well in the future and are excited by what lies ahead for the talented developers at Tango. And quote. That's a big departure, Tim.
0: It is, definitely. I saw Imran uh, tweeting about this, and uh, what he was saying really adds up and makes a lot of sense, where essentially this has been the plan for a while, but uh, Mikami didn't want to leave until he knew that the team was going to be in good hands, and mm. now that the you know the whole uh, Microsoft transition has, we're years into it, there's been successes like Hi-Fi Rush and things like that, but it's like, cool, now is the time. Everything's safe and it's good. So this sounds like just a, a great thing. Congrats to him for moving on for so much success. And can I just say one last time? Nah, it's not true. I'm going to talk about a lot more. Hi-Fi Rush is incredible, man. I saw you were tweeting about it last night. Yeah, I've been playing slowly. I wish I could play more, but bless. It's just so hard to be Tim Gettys right now between Dead Space, Metroid Prime, and uh, Hi-Fi Rush. I'm, I'm doing the bad gamer thing where I'm like playing an hour of this, then an hour of that, then an hour of this. Mm. I'm, I'm not making progress. Just commit to Hi-Fi Rush. I'm committing to Hi-Fi Rush. I'm going to beat it by this weekend for sure i only have two chapters left so oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm right there but i'm also at the point where i could have done it last night and i was like i don't want this to end like i mm-hmm. i need to put the controller down because i i want to keep being in this world i have warned you about the post hi-fi rush depression too. Uh, he, it's did. Real. he did he yeah. did and i'm scared man i don't want to come down off of this because i i i just i'm enjoying this game so much uh but shout out to them for creating something like this and just shout out to Shinji Bakami in general for being a badass
1: yeah, for sure, and I think again, going back to what Amron was talking about, I think that makes sense, right? And even 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 coming off of Ikumi Nakamura, who was doing Ghostwire Tokyo and then left to do to do her own thing, um, yeah, I don't think that's the time where you want to leave uh, the um, Tango to then make Ghostwire and then also make Hi-Fi Rush. You know, this goes back to I forget if it was you or Greg or who I was talking to. It might have been Michael Hyam uh, um, about um, the Midnight Suns developer uh, for and how they saw some departures, but it was right. At, it, it was. Last week, which was right after Midnight Suns release, right that came out a couple months ago. I think when you when you're coming off of a release to see departures like this, I think add up in a way where it's like okay, oh, yeah. well they saw their thing through. Totally, right. This is the yeah. project that they wanted to see through, and now they're leaving to do their own thing. What where do you think he goes from here?
0: Uh, Imran was. Uh, Imran seems like he knows, uh, and he was. If you go follow uh, Imran the Don Con on Twitter um, at I not I never remember how to what what's his Imran Zomg yeah yeah. But yeah, he he was saying that he has some some theories. A team called M2. I M2. That's
1: so that's actually the same thing I was thinking. I was trying to find because like this is this is one of the, one of those ones where you do so many news stories on KFGD that like I put them in the vault. And, and you're just like oh, And I'm like, oh man, what was the connect? details around that one? And for some reason my thing isn't loading. Maybe Destructoid is down, I can't tell. But uh M2 was hiring people i believe that did work on like resident evil stuff um and i think they're like poaching different de- different developers so like if shinji mikami is like yo i'm gonna finally go to m2 because they've been trying to talk to me for a while i think
0: that could make sense um tundra boy says m2 made resident evil 3 right interesting possibly possibly that sounds right actually interesting shinji mikami i know resident
1: m2 is evil. Re- resident evil related and okay. so i believe that
0: well that's awesome
1: yeah potentially what do you what do you think what do you think Tango Gameworks does after this? Do you think they go back to Evil Within Three? Do you I, think that was a Shinji Mikami
0: joint? Yes. I, I think we get a... I, well I don't know. Yes, yes. I think we get a evil within three for okay. sure. I also think at this point we're gonna get a hi-fi rush too. I, really really so. I really hope so. I really hope so we get a
1: hi-fi rush too, because hi fi rush one is goddamn good. Tim, mm-hmm. before we go into our next story, I want people out there know about patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go and you can get the show ad free and speaking of ads let us tell you
0: about our sponsors shout out to hello fresh for sponsoring this episode remember those new year's goals you promised yourself that you'd stick to well hello fresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door taking the hassle Out of dinner time, fast and fresh recipes. HelloFresh's latest line of meals, featuring robust flavors and filling portions, are ready in less than 15 minutes, so you can enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been using HelloFresh for years. Kevin loves how easy it is to get Paula vegetarian options, while I just love how quick the fast and fresh recipes come together during a hectic day in the studio. Go to HelloFresh.com. Slash kind of funny sixty five and use code kind of funny sixty five for sixty five percent off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash kind of funny sixty five and use code kind of funny sixty five for sixty five percent off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups.
1: Story number three, EA Dice is building a new single-player team for a future Battlefield game. This is Christopher Dring at gamesindustry.biz. EA Dice is building a new team to support Ridgeline Games in making a single-player Battlefield campaign. EA DICE is one of the three EA Studios that have been tasked with establishing the future of EA's shooter series. DICE was to focus on the multiplayer aspect. Ridgeline Games, the new team led by Halo co-creator Marcus Leto in Seattle, is building the single-player campaign. Meanwhile, LA-based Ripple Effect is creating a completely different Battlefield experience. The change here is that DICE is expanding its team to help Ridgeline Games in creation of that single-player adventure. Quote, Our decision to build out our single-player team here at DICE is a proactive approach that arms our global teams with the resources they need early on as we look ahead to the next Battlefield experience, said Rebecca Kutas, DICE VP and and GM, in an interview with GamesIndustry.biz last year. Quote, we, have an immense amount, we have an immense amount of strength and opportunity within our three global studios, with each, t- each team bringing their own set of deep franchise experiences. Now, we are able to expand opportunities and benefit from new talent that will help Ridgeline write the next chapter for the franchise. End quote. Marcus Leto added, quote, Our vision coupled with their experience with the franchise is going to see us build a single-player campaign that will engage players in new ways while also remaining true to the classic elements of what makes battlefield truly unique end quote tim does the idea of a battlefield campaign
0: do anything for you you know i really loved battlefield one's campaign system with the mm-hmm. war stories where it was like small like i think there was a the series five of them. vignettes uh the little vignettes i thought that was awesome like that is like it spoke to me like that's the type of single player campaign that i'm like i wish we got more of that like smaller experiences that were really cool not all the stories hit the same and like i don't know that any were necessarily that special or great but that idea i thought was really cool And I would even love to see that applied to Battlefront on the Star Wars side of things. Like I would love to to get some of that. And we we got those little tiny single player missions in Battlefield Battlefront One that I enjoyed. They were
1: like Battlefront Two got a story.
0: Battlefront Two did have a full on campaign um, that I enjoyed parts of. But uh, in terms of just the idea of the little vignettes, I think it's really cool. Um, But yeah, Battlefield's just in a very awkward place. Um, I just feel like they've lost their footing in the last couple iterations. (laughs) Um, mainly just because of what's advanced around them. Like people really liked some of the last couple battlefield games. Um, not so much the one that just happened, but we just, there's so many games out there. There's so many experiences out there that you really kind of have to either do something special and unique or just, Hey, you're, you're a standard, you're an industry kind of foundation. And, um, I think battlefields kind of lost that over time as you know, call of duty has just hunkered down and like skyrocketed up in the vertical it's known for, but then also kind of created new verticals over the last couple yeah. of years. Like so
1: many things have changed, right? Between Call of Duty, Fortnite, Battle Royale, like the space in free to play, the space is entirely different from when Battlefield was thriving, which at this point I would say what PS3 era, Xbox 360 era, when I'm talking about Battlefield being good. Like we got a lot of battlefields in the PS4 era, but like, but I feel like were people, they bangers? Yeah, they I think that they were. I, mean, I just I know think- Battlefield 4, correct me if I'm wrong, people liked but that was like early in the era. Since then, we got Hardline, and then we got what five,
0: and was there six? And there was well, there 42? was one in between. Oh right? yeah, one. Like, I forgot. That's right. There were some games that people liked an element of or another element, whether it's the campaign or the multiplayer or whatever. But where they're kind of at struggling to get one of, one of the things right, if not two of the things right. We see Call of Duty where it's like, yo, they're still putting out. Campaigns that people are really loving. They're putting out multiplayer that people are really loving. There's the mobile game that people are really loving. There's the battle royale that is a dominant one of the big ones, right? Like Warzone is up there. It's Warzone. It's Fortnite. It's Apex. Like they made it. They 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 hit the mark and they've they've continued to. So it's just weird to look at Battlefield and I can't say that about any of the verticals that they are attempting. Like wasn't there a Battlefield mo- mobile game that we just talked about getting pulled?
1: oh yeah with the apex thing yeah i think so but i don't think the battlefield mobile game ever came out kind of funny.com says you're on
0: i mean shit right
1: yeah i do like that they're talking about finding ways to improve battlefield experiment with battlefield i think doing a campaign is probably good for it but it is going to be in how you package that campaign that i think is going to uh, determine whether or not it it's received well because i honestly i i mean i don't i if you were to ask me what to do with battlefield i would say make it free-to-play and maybe put a battle royale mode in it right or might find make a battle battlefield battle royale spinoff and then make a free-to-play version of the uh team deathmatch mode like i feel like you got to experiment with ways in which you deliver battlefield because the last few battlefields have been these full-priced games and i don't know if the games as a service single-player competitive shooters can do that anymore like where where the where are those that are I mean, successful. Dude, Overwatch is free to play. Call of Duty is Call of Duty, right? And Call of Duty has a free to play version in Warzone, right? Like, um, I'm, try- I'm trying to think of the other. B- Apex is free. Like, what are the f- what are the paid premium multiplayer first person shooters that are ongoing?
0: I mean, that's the thing. It's like Call of Duty is just kind of one won the day yeah like that back a, a long time ago there was the big three of call of duty medal of honor and battlefield mm-hmm. and those big three were all big in different ways and then as the years went on like medal of honor can you imagine if we heard about medal of honor now we'd be like the fun was like, what's going on here you know, <laughs> the like there was a <laughs> the game or whatever but it's like with battlefield i feel like battlefield is steps away missteps away from uh becoming medal of honor yeah if it's not already there
1: People, I, lo- I, I enjoy watching people in chat throwing su- suggestions, because, like, yeah, Halo's free to play. Uh, somebody said, people are saying Destiny. Destiny's free to play as well. Of course, you're buying Destiny's the Destiny's different,
0: though. I, like, de- I don't put Destiny at all in the same category of what we're talking about For here. Sure. When we're talking about the verticals, I think Destiny is a, a vertical that Call of Duty hasn't even touched yet. Like, that yeah. type of experience. Will they one day? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I honestly don't know what
1: you do with Battlefield, say, aside from shake up how you deliver Battlefield. And I'm curious on how a campaign fits into that. I think mm-hmm. if you're gonna do a a battlefield campaign, what I would say is do a just make a banger ass campaign that is separate from from multiplayer. But like make something that, that is that harkens back to what people love. Like I I've never played bad, bad company, but I see people talk about bad company yep. all the time. Can you make a bad company campaign?
2: Please for the love That is of like God. I've been forty for like
1: dollars or full price if it's that dope and put it out and hope and hope yeah. that it gets critically well received that's, and use that as the building block.
0: Dude, I mean that sounds awesome, but like that is such a a tall order. Like sure. I just don't know that that's e- that is going to be worth it. I mean, especially what we're, we're talking about EA here. We're talking about uh, the same company that has a respawn and we've heard in the last couple of weeks Titanfall 3 is not happening God, or whatever whatever the single yeah. player Titanfall game was going to be. I forgot the name of it. It was Titanfall Legends. Titanfall Legends. Yeah. Um, so we look at this and like EA dice, obviously not the team that we would want to be making that Titanfall game. Like they are the battlefield team, but they're also, they've done other things as well that are in the same space. So I, I don't know. I think that they are in a, in a very tough spot. And I think that the fact that EA has the fact that battlefield came out and call of duty came out and Titanfall two came out and Titanfall two got squashed in that fight. Right, yeah, And we've talked about that a million times. And now here we are years later where a spinoff, where they tried a Battlefield Battle That's Royale crazy. and it didn't fucking work. But a spinoff of Titanfall became a Battle Royale and, and is now, now one of, of the, the big biggest ones. things. Like, what the fuck? I never thought about it that way, but it's, that is it's insane. really insane. So yeah. anything can happen. But um, I just think that we are so many steps removed from this headline adding up to me. Being something I believe in, mm-hmm.
1: um, I think my solution for dice would be to go back to Mirror's Edge. Just for me, let's make a new Mirror's Edge. Uh, they did that; it wasn't good. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It wasn't. But make good, a better though. one. <laughs> no. Make a better one. Just for me, it can happen. You can do it. You know, especially nowadays. Just go back to linear. You, you, you tried open world from Mirror's Edge yeah, Catalyst; don't, don't it didn't work. Open Bring it back to linear. Yeah. All right. Story number four: A Hogwarts Legacy TV show is in the works. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. A Hogwarts Legacy TV series is reportedly in development at Warner's HBO Max. That's according to sources cited by Giant Freakin' Robot, an entertainment news site with some track record of exclusive reporting. It claims the series is still in early phases of development, but that like Warner's recently released Hogwarts Legacy game, it will presumably be set before the original Harry Potter novels and the Fantastic Beasts spinoff. Set in the 1800s, the game sees players step into the shoes of a student at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry who has a rare ability to tap into ancient magic. Hogwarts Legacy was released for PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC on February 10th, and got off to a very strong start commercially, and enjoyed the biggest European launch outside of the FIFA and Call of Duty series since October's October 2018's Red Dead Redemption 2. Wild.
0: I, yeah, I. We'll see. I don't know, like how it much this gonna. Weird. It <laughs> just strikes me as weird. Where it's like I, I just don't believe it's gonna be based on the game. Like it's like cool. It's the names, sure. Mm-hmm. A Hogwarts Legacy TV show? Yeah. I, I'm surprised we don't have an HBO Max. Have we not Harry had a Potter. Harry Potter TV show before? No. That actually that shocks me. Yeah. We will. It's going to happen. It'll yeah. happen by 2027.
1: I'm very curious to see where sales land for Hogwarts Legacy. Because been, I've been seeing it uh, over the weeks of, one, I've been seeing the popularity of it because I see it all over my my TikTok, um, which is like my indicator that people are playing it. it. It was like that for Elden Ring. It's like that for very few games where it's like, oh, this is broken beyond just the game space. Now my entire TikTok is taken over by this thing. But then also, this article talks about the European launch. I've seen some stories about the European sales for the game. I've been waiting to see like what the worldwide sales for Hogwarts Legacy is going to be because from what? just word of mouth, it seems insane. When does MPD come out? Uh, it's usually the month after yeah exactly yeah so we're but maybe a couple of weeks from getting pd yeah, yeah that's
0: but it's gonna, gonna be, be number one. Oh, for sure yeah for sure for sure for sure but that's gonna be i wonder how number one <laughs> mm, you know yeah I, I get what you mean because yeah there's potential and, and also this game is gonna potentially get a resurgence when it has its next launch on the last gen and oh, switch yeah. as well uh in april so
1: i i i'm, I'm i have a friend that was like that wants to play Hogwarts Legacy, and she was like, oh, yeah, I... I, Well, she only has a Switch, so she was like, yeah, I'm just going to wait for it to play on my Switch. And, like, I didn't have the heart to be like, that game might not run on your, <laughs> on your Switch. Who knows, but, man, who knows? Or Switch. <laughs> who knows? Story number five. Speaking of game sales, Deathloop hits five million players. Uh, this comes directly from at Deathloop on Twitter, where they tweeted out, five million players. Thank you for joining us on this adventure to Black Reef. We hope you enjoyed your stay. And then they... Tweet out some statistics that, frankly, are the most weird statistics I feel like you can tweet out with something like this. Because they tweeted out, like, the most used loadouts. Uh and So if you want to know the most used trinkets, Colt's top trinkets uh, are the Spring Healed, the Never Say Die, the Juiced Up, and his most used weapons are the Shock Absorber, the Speed Loader, and the Mind Leech. And then Juliana's top trinkets are the Spring Healed, Tracker, and Juiced Up. And then her top used weapons are the Mind Leech, Straight Shooter, and Big Box. Just tell me how many of the... Um, uh, assassination targets people killed. That would have been more interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry, Deathloop.
2: <laughs>
0: sorry, Deathloop.
1: But uh, good I mean, good on you for 5 million players. 5 million, baby. 5 million players.
0: Yeah. Game Pass. Yeah, it's not sales. It's players, oh, yeah. which is interesting. Whatever, just get a big number. People look at the number. Like, 5 million. Wow.
2: I
1: would have thought that that would have been higher for Gamescast, or Gamescast. Game Pass users.
2: But it wasn't it also just recently uh, on Game Pass? Like, it, there was that weird, like, we hit a year of Deathloop being on PS5 and then it still wasn't on yeah. Xbox. And we were like, what's going on? I with think that? it was
1: last October, September that it went on Game Pass.
2: It's also on PS Plus as uh, Rayman, so that yeah. also probably helps it out.
1: Mm. I'm still surprised. Like, I would have thought, like, that, yeah, combined with the original year of sales that you're getting on PlayStation 5 as a, as a PlayStation 5 exclusive, I understand that that's not a, a widely available console, so I can understand how your numbers mm. aren't skyrocketing there. But then going on to PS Plus and then also Game Pass, I would have, if you asked me, I would have been like, oh, yeah, I bet they're at, they're at like 8 million, 9 million.
0: I mean, we're talking about 5 million, dude. Like, that is a lot. And we're talking about a single-player shooter, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Like it's not like even a multiplayer mode, but I, I get what you're talking well, about. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: But, like, I mean, that's not that's not the main uh, sure. appeal of that game. So it's like, I, I think there's actually a very high number for this type of game. Like, compare, compare this to um, the Dishonored games. Okay. Right? Fair, like, yeah. I think that that's hundred, what we're yeah. dealing with.
1: Do you think we get Deathloop two? Death Loop 2? Death
0: Deathloop? Death I Two Death Two. My two gut loop? says no. I don't know why. But mm. I kind of feel like they did what they wanted to with this universe.
1: Hmm. My question for Barrett, do you think we get Dishonored three?
2: No. <laughs> no. I think Death of the Outsider was it. Yeah. It makes me sad.
1: Is it worth playing Death of the Outsider? I know the answer is to be yes. oh 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I least. really enjoyed Dishonored too.
2: Yeah, it, it it's it it's a little I don't want to say watered down, but they they focused there's not as many like powers and stuff like that, but because it was like it felt like one of those like oh, it's going to be a DLC campaign, but then they made it into it's like own like kind of game like almost like a lost legacy mm-hmm. in that kind of way, so uh, it, it, it I would say it's a little smaller in scope uh compared to dishonored 2 but it's still really fucking fun. Mm.
1: Well, Tim Barrett, I can't wait to see what Arcane Leon develops next. But the announcement of their next game whether it's Deathloop 2, Dishonored 3 or something else is just so far away. If I wanted it was coming out to Mom grab Shops today. Where'd I look,
0: Tim? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday, and they officially confirmed at Disneyland that this summer Rogers the musical is going to be at the Hyperion Theater, and I wait, can't really? freaking wait to see this. Do 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 do
1: do 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 yeah. That sounds dope as fuck. It's been like, rumored like for a long hands, time, uh, t- but uh, it's it. happening, baby. Holy shit, let's go out today. i'm seeing the mean girls musical tonight i'm very excited so excited for you (laughs) out today we got blood bowl 3 for ps5 xbox series x ps4 xbox one switch and pc company of heroes 3 for pc grim guardians demon purge for ps5 xbox series x ps4 xbox one switch and pc sons of the forest for pc aces and adventures for pc chef life a restaurant simulator for everything Pizza Tycoon for PS4, PS5, and Switch, and then Remorse the list for Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. At some point, we I gotta do a like a bless who game that is out today with like fake games in yeah. there to see like if you guys That's can great. can identify them. I mean,
0: when you you just read that list and you said Chef Life, a restaurant, and I thought that was it, and then you said Simulator on everything, and I was like, "There's really a fucking game called Simulator on everything?" <laughs> and <laughs> and
1: you would have believed. I would have fucking was like yeah. oh wow, well, Simulator took
0: out. me
2: back to mobile gamer bullshit days, you know. Yeah. yeah,
0: out out today or in, uh, bullshit. I guess I don't
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll work I'm, on the
1: branding. Uh, listen, I'm be, I'm better at ideas when I simmer. <laughs> you know, you need to give me yeah. time on my desk. To Plus sit I, I had a
0: great game that I want to
1: present oh, you yeah? after this show. Ooh, I'm very excited for that. Uh, new dates for you. Games Done Quick's all women winter speedrunning event. Frost Fatal's uh, speeds onto stream this weekend on Sunday, February 26th, on twitch.tv slash Games Done Quick. Uh, UFO Robot Grandizer The Feast of Wolves launches Q4 2023 for Xbox
0: One uh, Xbox Series How X. How the fuck are you going to drop UFOs, Robots, and Wolves into the same title?
1: Bear, can we see a trailer for UFO Robot Grandizer The Feast of Wolves which comes out on everything on, uh, in Q4 2023? <laughs> and then Forza Horizon 5 Rally Adventure expansion launches March 29th for Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC. And then Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope DLC, The Tower of Doom launches March 2nd. Are you? Do you? Did you play through Mario Rabbits the second one?
0: Uh, that is a game that I am playing through at the slowest pace ever. Mm. Where I don't know that I'm ever actually going to beat that game, but mm. I really enjoy the gameplay of it. I'm. I'm I want to say I'm maybe a third through. So yeah, DLC not in my. So plans. So yeah, you see the DLC not it's like, in my plans no. at all.
1: Yeah, when I'm 50, I'll play that, I guess. Oh, this is this. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right now, Barrett's showing UFO robot Grendizer, a robot. The Feast of Wolves. I've always
0: seen this robot, never know known what he is. There was this, like, store uh, that was, like, four blocks away from where I grew up that me and Kevin would always go to because it had a bunch of toys, but they were all, like, behind glass um, cases and stuff, and the people that worked there, I remember one time got so mad. It's like, you can't breathe on the glass, <laughs> and we're just like, we're just breathing, man. <laughs> like, leave us alone. That's Let us really play funny. with toys, man. We're kids.
1: All right. That's UFO Robot Grandizer. It was like a, you're playing as a giant robot, and you're doing some action combat, <laughs> find other robots in a forest, apparently. Deals of the day for you. Uh, Prime Gaming's March free games lineup has been revealed. You're getting Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition. Adios. I am Fish. (laughs) Far Away (laughs) 3. (laughs) <laughs> Arctic Escape, Book of Demons, Peaky Blinders Master... No way, no way. They're not making a Peaky Blinders video game. Pe- <laughs> <laughs> Peaky Blinders Mastermind, and City Legends Trapping in Mirror Collector's Edition. Uh, and then from free- this is from VGC. The next free Epic Games Store title has been announced. Tr- Strategy Tycoon Game. Dude, I Am
0: Fish <laughs> looks kind of dope.
1: Wait, is this I Am... Oh, shit. How would you describe this, this
0: game for audio listeners? Uh, I mean, it looks like a... A like i i don't know, I don't know
1: right. how to describe I don't, like, honestly i don't know how to semi monkey
0: ball but
1: you're playing as a fish that is like escaped from a. oh no you've escaped from like whatever fish tank you're in and like you're just traveling the world as a fish you're legit this looks
0: cool puzzle physics game thank you olive party that is a way better way to explain this. this thing. actually looks really cool yeah all right i am fish Going to space. Wait, are we
2: going... To, I hope that that game... Wait, they're actually in space!
0: Fuck yeah, dude. Holy shit.
1: They're like, we said Fast and Furious did it, we can do it too. Go all, go them. Somebody said Finding Nemo, Monkey Island. Yeah, and I can see that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rise of Industry is your Epic Games free uh, title from March 2nd to March 9th. Now it's time for Reader Mill. Of course, you can write into to slash KFGD to get your questions read on the show just like maz did J-Maz writes in and says, It seems like so many games have gotten the remake treatment recently. You've got games like Resident Evil 2, Final Fantasy 7, The Last is Part 1, and Live Alive, just to name a few, all getting the full treatment. With so many remakes being released with great reception, it got me wondering, can new games beat out remakes in 2023? You've already got a, f- a few new games releasing with not uh, the best reception, thinking of Forspoken and Atomic Heart, where the remakes keep coming out hot, looking at Dead Space and Metroid Prime. I think remakes have some type of advantage because the studio is not likely taking a risk and and remake a bad game compared to risking the unknown with a new game. Do you think when the year is up, will fans look back and think more fondly of the remakes of 2023 or the new games of 2023? And then Maz gives us a list of uh, some games that come to mind in terms of remakes. So in terms of remakes, you're getting Dead Space, Metroid Prime, Advanced Wars, Resident Evil 4, Like a Dragon, Eshin, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And then in terms of new games, Tears of the Kingdom, Forspoken, Hogwarts, Diablo 4, Jedi Survivor, Starfield, Final Fantasy
2: Sixteen, Hi-Fi Rush. Spider-Man 2.
1: Spider-Man 2.
0: I think we're in a beautiful place in video games where we are getting more of everything than we ever have at a high quality level. There are more great indie games. There are more great new IP games. There are more great sequels. There are more great remakes. There are more great remasters. There are more great XYZ continue and so on and so forth. I really feel like we're just living our best gaming lives right now. Um, I know a lot of people are always like, I like, oh, enough of the remakes. I want new ideas. people are crazy. They're crazy. Like, yeah. look at the remakes we're getting right now. They're so high quality in the preserving and enhancing experiences. And like, not every remake is equal. There's been a ton of bad ones, but like the, the, the facts are in the numbers. We can just look at it here in the past couple of years. The majority of the high profile remakes we've gotten are arguably the best version of those games. I think that is very important when we're talking about some of the best games of all time, playing Metroid prime remastered is a transformative experience right now. I can't believe that game was as good as it was in 2002, but I can't believe how good it is in 2023. And it's because it is the core of what that game was, but just, just touched up, just enhanced in just little ways where it plays better, looks better. All of these things add up to just a better experience that we need to preserve these games and continuing to enhance them on top of that. We're getting so many new games. And, like, even things like, um, we're getting things that are in between. Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth, I, just like the first game, but I think even more so, it's going to be less a remake and more a new experience. Mm-hmm. Like, it, at the very least, is going to be a 50-50 new versus old. So, I think we're in a great place. Yeah.
1: I think remakes are fantastic, you know, both for the fact that I will never forget the the feeling I had when they announced Shadow Colossus remake from Blue Point, and I saw the trailer and I put it together of like, wait a second, I recognize that bridge. No, Oh, like the chills that Mm -hmm. I I will I don't think I'll ever have a feeling like that ever again. Right, like that is the kind of magic that remakes can bring because games more so than TV, movies, music, whatever, has the ability to just uh, become dated way faster because you're talking about something that is like video games are technology, they're software, and then also like. The, the the controls evolve, right? Standards evolve so quickly in video games that, like, it's so hard sometimes to go back and play something from the N64 era. Like, look at how we all look at GoldenEye and, like, we try GoldenEye. And, like, they, um, granted, during our stream, we had a fun time, but it would be more fun probably is playing a modern <laughs> modern shooter. Uh, if they remade GoldenEye with modern controls, like, th- that's a weird example because that's probably something that's hard to recapture. But I think there's a, it goes a long way when you take something that has become dated because of controls or whatever and then make it feel fresh again and, it, uh, and you know, provide people the the ability to recapture that experience. For me, as somebody who played Resident Evil 2 for the first time via Resident Evil 2 Remake, that was one of my favorite games of the year. Yeah. And I wouldn't have had that experience if I went back and played the original Resident Evil 2, right? Mm-hmm. I could appreciate the original Resident Evil 2 as a historical artifact, as, like, a thing that's influential, as a totally. thing that meant something back in the day. But playing Resident Evil 2 Remake, I felt like I was playing a fantastic game that was from 2019. And I think that's the special thing that you can do with remakes.
0: And, dude, I uh, infamously on the show, you've talked about you trying Resident Evil 4 multiple times and it's just not feeling right because it feels dated mm-hmm. and so many people get mad at you because like, that no, it feels great, but it's like that's because they grew up playing of it and they're familiar I, with it. And
1: I say the same thing about Mario 64. Of course. Where of I'm like, course Mario 64
0: controls perfect. Well, it does control perfectly. That's a different thing. But like, if, somebody,
1: if somebody who never played Mario 64
0: was like, oh man, I was just not clicking, I wouldn't be like, oh man, you know, like I get it. Having said this, I fully expect you to be full on in love. If Resident oh, Evil yeah. 4 Remake is as good as we all just expect it to be because they've proven it and it's resident evil 4 man <laughs> like if they could take two and three and make them as good as they did they can take four and just knock it out of the park i think you're going to fall in love with this game oh yeah and like that's the power of remakes
1: it's one of my most anticipated games right now you know between Reaches playing away, Re- what, resident evil 2 remake and then also even resident evil 3 which was a bit, a bit underwhelming i still appreciate like how modern that game uh feels, right, in terms of an upgrade from the original Resident Evil 3, and then also, you know, there are things about that game that are still great, despite it being not as great as Resident Evil 2. I,
0: yeah, And I want that on record, okay, Bless? Mm-hmm. You gotta stand with me on this. Motherfuckers out there act like Resident Evil 3 is this, like, shit stain of a game. No! no. It just wasn't as good as 2. That's all that I agree That's with that. all that it was. But hey, stop hating out there. Shout stop out to being the fucking hater. Resident Evil remake team.
1: <laughs> but to Maz's question, I still think the new games are... St- eh. I think new games will always just stand out a bit more prominent because I don't think we'll get to the point where remakes are outpacing new games in terms of them being made. I mean, look at the list the, the list that you gave us, right? Tears of the Kingdom is, for on the Nintendo side, the most anticipated game right now, right? Spider-Man 2 on the PlayStation side is probably the most anticipated game right now. Um, and then, yeah, Star, I mean, Starfield on the Xbox side is probably – like, you're talking about – Brand new games that are getting people hyped, right? Like, look at the sales we talk about for Hogwarts. Look at Diablo Four and how excited people are for that. This studio, kind of funny, is very excited for Jedi Survivor, right? Every single time, like I I look at Barrett's desk and I see like him watching gameplay. I'm like, oh man, that looks real good.
0: I mean, the reality is too. When we talk about these games, when we talk about our game of the year list and stuff, the argument isn't ever like, oh man, there's not enough new games to put here. The argument's usually, am I really going to put a remake on this list? You know, and Mm -hmm. we have that internal struggle. So I feel like that conversation is there no matter what. And I like that. I think that if we end this year and the top 10 list includes games like Metroid Prime and Dead Space, I'm not going to be mad at that because Mm -hmm. they are incredible games and they're incredible experiences now. And they are so much different than they were then. I also Mm -hmm. think that this year could be such a banger with new experiences, but that's not the case. And that we don't, there's not room for all these things. This is I, I. predict that this is going to be the most crowded, complicated top ten list we've ever made. I can't wait for it. Yeah,
1: and I mean, even looking at again, talking about the remakes versus the new games thing, I think this year is kind of a banner year for remakes and remasters and re-releases. And it makes me wonder, you know, you, meant, you mentioned it, but what percentage of our game of the year are going to be remakes? I don't know. And, and especially if we count something like Final Fantasy
0: VII Rebirth, which can go either way. I probably wouldn't, but I could see why somebody would. I was thinking about this. Is really funny mm. because of how we do our game of the year. I think Hi-Fi Rush is going to be so high. You think Because so? everyone played it except Greg. Mm. Right? Mm. We got the Xbox motherfuckers. We do the I don't know it. Janet's thoughts on it.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know I, if, she, if she's played it or not. Yeah, I don't know. I think she started it up and was like enjoying it enough. But I I, I think it's I think it's a safe bet that Hi-Fi Rush will be a I think it'll be in a we'll top 10.
1: Some, yeah, top 10 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, i'm well, very curious because i'm looking at the games right now I'm like yeah. which are the games that all of us are going to play i mean yeah, i assume like, all of us are going to play tears of the kingdom yeah all of us are going to play spider-man 2 yep
2: yeah. almost all of us are going to play jedi survivor
1: yeah. yeah i'll say probably all of us right who wouldn't play Je- jedi survivor
2: i feel like mike probably wouldn't mm. all, all he's not a star mm, wars guy
1: most of us are going to play starfield diablo a lot of us are going to play diablo yeah I'm, what, Dude, at some point, I'm going to sit down and really think about like yeah. what is our game of the year going to yeah, be, <laughs> based I, on I, who's I think interested. Think this things. year is
2: going to be like I, I think throughout the year last year it was getting easier and easier to kind of be like, yeah, like this is going to be mostly what the list is. Maybe uh, reordering some things, but I think this year is really going to be a toss up, and I think it's going to be a lot of close calls. And I I pray that you know when the votes come in, we don't have like six ties.
0: <laughs> Why not celebrate more? This go games. a I six way tie for number one. Let's make it tie.
2: Maybe two, Tim. <laughs>
1: nah, man. I want six game of the years. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Tim, now it's time mm. for kind of com slash you're wrong. Before Where we you write that. in, What up?
0: I, I know we're running a little long. I want to show you something. because oh, show it, me something. It just brought me so much joy this morning. Uh, Barrett, I sent Assets a video. Uh, Ultima Shadow X on Twitter tweeted out, I just found out the announcer for Tekken 8 is actually an American woman by the name of Len Hart, who not only did voices uh, for Z- Zen Geiger, which I think is... The robot we were seeing earlier no way related to that somehow like Power Ranger type things mm. um super not super Saiyan super Sentai stuff um but it was also a famous ring announcer for real fighting events absolutely insane vocal performance we got to see this video yeah, I need and to you got to hear this because yes, it is awesome. for the next
2: battle. well section eight new challenger kazuya
1: Let's go. Let's go.
2: That's awesome. I was not expecting.
1: That's amazing. I'm (laughs)
2: very happy to be
0: back for Xiaomi.
1: that's incredible wasn't this awesome she has an incredible Everybody voice oh my god the and
0: she's the announcer for Tekken eight dude that's, that's so amazing. cool man loved that i Holy just thought cow. that was so damn cool and i just did not expect her to look like that no 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 you what know, you like cut what, her? what
1: a surprise that is amazing all right so cool now it's time for kind of funny.com since you're wrong in. let's know what we got wrong as we got it wrong we only got one you're wrong from jack stay puffed who writes in and says left out left off today. Tuesdays out today. Oh, this is your own for yesterday. Uh or two days ago. The Legend of Dragoon and Wild Arms 2 were added to PS Plus Premium and can be bought standalone for $10 each. Cool. you You'll play some Legend of Dragoon, you nerds. Mm-hmm. Uh tomorrow's host for Kind of Funny Games Day. They're gonna be Tim and myself. Me. If you're watching this live right now, after this is Warzone with Mike, Andy, and Nick. If you want to catch that stream later, you can of course go the kind of dang it, youtube.com slash kind of funny games. <laughs> Remember this has been kind of funny games daily. Each and every day live right here on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, game daily.